everyone. Welcome to This Is Bullshit with Emmy and Kylie. Today we're going to be talking about feminism and issues women face. Okay, so today on a serious episode, we're going to be talking about feminism. A very controversial, I would say, at least here lately, um, and the issues that women face. But... Miss Kylie here, she's in college. She's been in college for a hot while now. <laughs> Too long. With how many degrees? Uh, one. One. One full degree one and full. then uh, half of a master's, but I didn't complete it. Now I'm in school for another bachelor's. So she's super smart, to say the least, book smart. She's <laughs> the brains and I got the street smarts. That's why we work so well together. <laughs> um... But we wanted to touch on something a little bit serious. And, yeah, I'm going to let Kylie take over on this one because we're going to be talking and learning about things that she's learned about in her courses with her recent college. Thanks, Em. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so one of the classes I'm taking this semester is called Psychology of Gender. Um, I get, you know, I should mention that my major is psychology itself. Yeah. Um, with a minor in conflict analysis and drama studies. Um, hoping to do be, hoping to do child psychology after that for kiddos who have gone through traumatic events, um, like divorce mediation, child custody battles, um, stuff like that. The um, things we wish we would have had more of when we were kids. Not to say like my childhood was traumatic, but no. moving around a bit was was pretty tough. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so this class, psychology of gender, it's a lot about fem- feminism. Um, different issues that both men, men and women face, like how men and women differ, how they're similar, um, and just based off of, like, is it psychological? Is it more biological? There's so many different theories for it. Um, so one of the first assignments that we actually did um, was feminism and how men and women um, define it and what they think of it. Emmy, you actually helped me with this assignment, if you remember. I did. <laughs> so I had to ask... Uh, about six people, three males and three females, um, what themes or terms that they thought of when they heard the word feminist. Um, all my females viewed feminism in a very positive note. Um, and then for my males that I asked, two of them had very negative thoughts about feminism and only one was positive. And I kind of expected. I thought all of the males would be negative, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty impressed with at least one being positive. Oh, yeah. I think his... I actually have his response down here. Um, where'd it go? This guy. Um, when they thought of someone like who's feminist, it's like someone who is kind, compassionate, caring. Someone who doesn't take more than they give and has an ability to differentiate right from wrong. But they thought about... Um, feminism itself. Oh, sorry. That first question was, what is a moral person? That's what okay, I thought okay. a moral person was. My bad. Um, and then what they thought about feminism was women's rights and equality. Okay. Um, another male said, usually when I think of feminist, the, my first thought is an extremist, but not every feminist is an extremist. Anyone who supports equal rights for women is a feminist. And you know what? That answer right there, I got a lot of controversial feedback from the males that I have been talking to, mm-hmm. um, uh, especially about this assignment. Um, they didn't think feminist wasn't the right word to use. Um, equality wasn't the right word to use. We should start using the words equity or equalist because mostly 
feminism is like now male bashing and man hating and that's like the genuine response that pretty much all the females in my class got a response back from all the males that they also asked so it was like a general consensus so it's like i'm ready to know where that actually came from honestly i know there's a lot of extreme misogynistic people out there on the internet and it seems over the years it's more easily seen this is my theory on you know Mm -hmm. us forming our opinions whether it be political or whatever you know a lot of times you know for most of the time we didn't have the internet to be able to send our messages across so quickly so you might see it in a newspaper or something but then you got a call or then you got to write and now we have it right there in our faces 24 7 so you get Mm -hmm. a not so great person in your feed and you're listening to it and some people don't always form their own opinions per se and they take everything (laughs) they see on the internet as is yeah, so like this guy right here um, basically said feminism is a resentment towards the male gender, um, believing in equity between the genders, but unfortunately <coughs> a lot of it is male bashing. <clears throat> um, this guy says, I like the working definition of someone who believes in equality for everyone, um, but they don't like the word itself. Um, I think equalist sounds more fitting. So like that, it could come from like what you said. Yeah. Um, like misogyny or misogynistic values. Um or what he says right here, the negative connotations due to a loud minority that bashes men. Um, but it's just like, what loud minority bashes men? Like, I know it's out there, but like... Well, I mean... I feel... T- the men who get it, get it, and the ones who don't and feel that it is extreme bashing are the ones who may be part of a bigger issue and they mm-hmm. don't realize it. It's the... I'm a nice guy. Yes, Those exactly. guys. <laughs> um, and for all you guys that don't know what the, the I'm a nice guy means, like, they act like they're a nice guy, but once you get to know them, they're not, not nice, nice guys. guys. They're, they're the kind of guy that will take you on a date and pay for dinner, but then expect sex, like, right, right after. after. And that is the worst kind of guy. In my opinion, that's one of the worst things, because it's, like, then you feel like you're being bought. Yeah. I don't want to feel bought. I'm Honestly. sorry. I'm not <laughs> not a penny in the world could. You know what I mean? It's like the discussion in that class, it kind of turned like into sexism and types of sexism. Mm-hmm. There's um, traditional versus modern or like hostile versus benevolent sexism, um, which are actually pretty interesting terms when we were talking about them. Um, like traditional sexism, basically like women suck. Um, they belong yeah. at home in the kitchen, like those kind of jokes. Um endorsement of traditional roles like men have to be the breadwinners women have to stay at home not to say that there's anything wrong with being a stay-at-home mom like if that empowers you go for right. it i mean i did but it for like, two years and i kind of miss it but there's, there's a difference between like letting women do that versus telling them you have to be a stay-at-home right. mom um versus like the modern sexism um is like the denial of discrimination and the lack of sympathy to women's discrimination which still happens so much i've even dating as a single person when you're learning about these potential partners and you're listening to them there's so many things that i hear i'm like oh they're super nice they seem great and then there's just these out-of-pocket comments when you get into discussions about feminism and misogyny 
misogyny. Yeah, misogyny. Mm-hmm. I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, I have a new ick. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like maybe, like, they're super great elsewise. And they got these couple flaws. Maybe if we have more conversations, they can open up. But if they can't open up, then, hmm, not for me. <laughs> honestly but then like then you have hostile versus benevolent sexism so like the hostile um is like related to the right myth acceptance basically um like it doesn't happen as much or like that women wanted it that we asked for it yeah um that we're immediately called liars unless like there's proof kind of like the rape culture kind whereas um the benevolent sexism um is like more so protective paternalism um, versus, like, dominative paternalism. I can't fucking talk. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're both struggling today. Um, Yeah. um, It's like being friendlier toward a woman just because they are women. Um, That there's a justification behind, like, the gender system. Uh, Whereas, like, hostile is, like, social dominance orientation. So it's just, like, men have to be, like, the dominant type. Um, be less friendly to women just because they're a woman, that kind of thing. You know, it's just like it. Or but women endorse it, honestly. Because yes, like, a lot, yes, <laughs> yes. Because like it appears positive. It provides a benefit. It's like um, expecting a man to hold the door open for you. That's like a type of like a sexist, a sexist ideal. Like if you're expecting a man to open a door for you because you're a woman, that's like a sexist idea. It, it is. provides a benefit to it you. It is. Be like, so I've worked retail literally my entire career, and I've worked in areas where I've had to do a lot of heavy, I still do heavy lifting, mm-hmm. and so many times there's always that elderly woman that'll come up and say, why are you doing that? You're a woman. You shouldn't be lifting that. When I was trying to sell a TV to this couple, this woman insisted I get a man to help her because how would I know anything about TVs? Especially how was I going to lift the 75-inch? I'm not lifting it. I'm putting it on a cart. I remember you telling me about that. Gosh. I had to walk away from it. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I can sell you this TV. It's on sale. Well, I need a man. Is there a man? No, there's not a man in this building right now, actually, except for the store manager. I don't know what to tell you. Honestly, <laughs> what am I, I supposed to do? <laughs> I've had, like, similar experiences. Like, um, I work on cars a lot, or at least I used to work on cars a lot with my dad. I loved learning how to take them apart and putting them back together, especially when I had my Audi. That thing broke down all the goddamn time. And so I was like, I'm not going to rely on him. Like, I can't rely on him all the time to help me fix it because he's not always going to be around. So I was learning how to fix it with him. I would go into O'Reilly's at some points and I would ask them a question and then they would treat me like I'm stupid or that I didn't know what I was talking about. I would go in like an hour later or the next day with my dad who asked the same question. And it not be an issue. Yeah, and it wasn't an issue. Like they would tell him what he needed to know. They would give him the part. They weren't assuming my dad was stupid because he was a male. And I would look at them and I'm just like, you asshole. <laughs> like when I was working a job and I was selling electronics, there would be people who would come in and look at me sideways because I knew more about the PCs they were trying to build than they did. And I took the time to be like, well, I don't know this, so let's troubleshoot. And they're like, what? You know that phrase? Yes, I wasn't born yesterday. Honestly. I actually grew up with computers because uh, my dad's a nerd. 
but and then growing up also i grew up with gender roles in the house of uh-huh. i wasn't allowed to go cut grass that was the boy's job. What the fuck? I was to clean the house and take care of the kids. Like, my dad is that old school. Meanwhile, he's, you know, doing the flashlight dad thing. I'm holding the flashlight and he's yelling at me while showing me how to take a computer apart or fix the TV. <laughs> my dad was a flashlight dad, too. <laughs> Granted, like, I didn't realize, like, if I was moving anything, now that I've worked on cars more with him, it's like, yeah. where the light goes is very so important. important. You can't but, like, don't shit. yell at me. <laughs> Oh, like another thing, like the O'Reilly thing, like a, one specific example. Um, I don't know if any of y'all have ever like owned like any luxury cars, but sometimes, uh, at least on my Audi, um, I had mini uh, fuel filters on the fuel line. They look like little lawnmower filters, like about that big, but I, you guys can't see. Um, how much you see that is? Like a little bit bigger than the quarter? I'd probably be like a half dollar. Yeah, half, yeah, half dollar size. Um, those would go in the fuel line underneath the hood. And I went out, I'm like, hey, I need this small little filter about this big. Um, it goes on the fuel line. This dude looked at me, he's like, you mean one of these? And I'm like, no, that's not going to fit under the hood. And he's like, well, yeah, it does. If you take this tubing, see, it fits. And I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. I need this small filter that goes on the fuel line. It's like a lawnmower filter. And he, they're just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Your car isn't built like that. And I'm like, I worked on my car more than you. I think I know what it needs. Mm-hmm. And then he was just treating me like I was stupid. And then that's when, like, the next day my dad went in. He goes, yeah, I need, like, one of these. Same dude. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, the fuck? Like, it's it's ridiculous, guys. <laughs> it's like when I worked at that gas station, the truckers. Gosh. Never work at a gas station that is predominantly truckers that are your customer. That is the worst thing ever. My second day there, do you remember what happened? Oh, didn't, like, a trucker try flirting with you or something? He made... He pretty much asked me to suck his dick in front of everybody. Oh, my God. And I said, excuse me? And he thought he was being funny, and he, like, looked around and was chuckling with other people around him. Like, because he thought he was funny, and these people were like, you're crazy. Like, looking at him like he's crazy. That's gross. And I said, I'm good. No, thank you. And he goes, I would like someone else to ring me out then. Because I couldn't take a joke. So not all sexual jokes are going to be funny. Especially no. like that. Like, I have like a dirty sense of humor. Yeah. In a gas station. I'm just trying to, like, you know, start my day. It's, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. Meanwhile, this is an open carry state. So the man got a gun on his hip. Did he? Oh, yeah. He had a gun on his hip. That's scary. Yeah. And I'm like, like I want to go off, but this, this redneck trucker has a gun on his hip, and I'm like, I'm good. I'll just walk away. Y'all, this is why women are scared to say no. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's like not to say that men don't face these issues because, like, we they know a do. lot of them do. They definitely um, do. Like my boyfriend ended up having a case against him. A domestic violence case because his ex, like, shoved him and pushed him, pushed him, was fighting him, hitting him. He had all the bruises all over him. She didn't have a mark on her, and he was still pressed with charges and, like, had, I think, like, restraining order or something against him until he was able to prove, like, hey, these are all defensive wounds. She doesn't have anything on her. Like, what the hell? And then they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. 
But definitely men do go through it as well. And it's not talked about enough either. And, like, men honestly face sexism too. Absolutely. Um, Men, like, when they're supposed to, like, the breadwinners. Like, if a woman has, like, those traditional values and they expect the man to provide everything for them. um, Or, like, with with mental health specifically. um, If a man, like, cries rape or has, like, a mental health issue, um, they're always pushed, like, not to talk about it. Like, they shouldn't be... Shouldn't be showing vulnerability. So easily dismissed. My dad, sorry to bring you up again, Pops. But I see from his childhood a lot of suppressed things that carried on um, into his parenting because he didn't get the proper mental health that he needed because his generation is suck it up. Mm -hmm. So then he taught us suck it up. And, you know, I'm doing my best to break that generational issue there. Crying helps. I, like... Just will sit down and cry just, like, just to get some, you know, anger, anxiety out. Like, like if I start crying when I'm angry, you should run. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's still okay for you to have these emotions and feelings. And we're predominantly surrounded by military community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's definitely a lot of pushback in the military community of men are still not allowed to have emotions. They're not allowed to go to mental health services mm-hmm. or they get made fun of, etc. But it is so important. So important. How, what's the saying about soldiers? How many take their own lives a day? 22. 22. That's, that's insane. And the army. Oh, I guess um, when I was talking about protective fraternalism earlier, I'm pretty sure like not everybody on the state study will know what it means. But it's basically like the belief that men should protect and take care of um, the women and yeah. on um, to depend on them. Yeah. Um. So like that's a lot of pressure. It is. It's and it's it like my dad is. honestly goes to the same thing. Um. He's like, I need to be able to provide for you guys. I need to be able to protect you guys. Like he's really hesitant. I mean, he wants a new job. Because of, like, how physically demanding his is right now. And yeah. it's like, he just retired from the military. So it's like, he deserves to relax. Right. And um, then he can't. And he can't. And it's like, he's like, but it's good money. Like, I need to be able to provide for you guys. Like, that's been my goal. Like, I have to. I have to protect you. I have to do this for you. I feel like that's why my dad still works. Like, there's only one kid that lives at home. Mm-hmm. But, like, my dad is, what, 55? I'm sorry, dad, if I get your age wrong. Um, that man's been fighting cancer off and on for, like, the last decade. It's just, like, just stagnant chilling right now. Mm -hmm. That man's hands are so swollen, he can barely move his hands. Oh. And he's always complaining about how much pain he's in. Like, he's had bone loss due to the chemo. But you know what? That man still works in a coal mine. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, our dads definitely do deserve a lot of respect there. And I feel like that's burned in my brain, too. I definitely was taught that work ethic from my dad. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like, one of the um, other things, like, I don't know if it's, like, falls under, like, sexist, but it's also a difference between men and women. It's, like, mm-hmm. when it came to math aptitude. The stereotype is that men are better than math. Better at women than math. Better, yeah, better than women at math. math. Okay. I- <laughs> so my family's a bad example for that. Um, it's actually not true. If you look not? at the statistics. Okay. Yeah, statistically, um, they're about the same. If not, so, women have, like, a slight advantage. Yeah, my family is not the statistic because all of the men on my dad's side of the family are so book smart in general. My pappy would get front. We did homework with our grandparents every day. Well, pappy, because Nana wasn't great um, with 
schoolwork. So Pappy would get so frustrated with me while doing homework because he would have to repeat and show me the same like math problem and how to solve it like five or six times because I couldn't comprehend it. Uh-huh. Where like what would he do with the males though? Like did he show them more support? Would he get fresh frustrated with them if they didn't understand something? That's the thing. The boys or did got they just it like have that. like a natural aptitude? No, Tom so Brian, I don't really know because he's like you know, he's in his 30s, so there's an age gap there. So I don't know what it was like Brian doing homework. Because by the time I was doing homework, Brian was in high school and doing his own homework, right? Mm-hmm. Tommy, though, he got it the first day in class. Like, Tommy was the kid that was so smart. He got bored with what he was learning in school. <laughs> so he would act out because he was bored. So, like, me asking you that question, like, how, like, the men and women were treated differently, like, when it came to math. Yeah. Is a huge reason why there is a difference, if there is a difference mm-hmm. um, in math aptitude. Um, because, like, the stereotype or the old belief was that women were going to be no good at math. And so, like, if a girl didn't get it, like, in school, oh, it's okay, you're a girl, you don't need to use math. Like, you, right. you'll be fine. Right. Whereas, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, the, these boys, like, they're so smart, they can get math, They'll op- they're offered more help. Okay, the girls. So it's like the girls weren't as supported in learning math. I mean, I mean that makes sense. <laughs> Even though all of my teachers until high school were like mostly female, I didn't get a lot of support. I kind of was like in the back of the classroom just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. There was only like two teachers I can say for sure who wanted to push me. Miss mm-hmm. Smith, shout out to you. And uh, Miss Cusick. For literally sending notes back and forth in my planner every day to my pappy to tell me where I was struggling. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, like, there are good teachers out there that will oh, actually, yeah. like, go against, like, these stereotypes and actually help their students. Uh, but, like, one of the, like, a theory, it's one of the theories that we learned in this class is, like, how children learn um, and where these differences are coming from. Um, it's, like, whether children observe them or, like, they're being taught. Right. To do that. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> and it actually kind of starts, starts young. Um, so we actually had this other assignment where, like, we could either go to, like, the library and show how men and women are, like, portrayed in children's books, visit a toy store, and see, like, the differences between the girls' section and the boys' section. If the- you go to a toy section, like, the boys' is going to be, like, all blue and black and cars. Then when you go to the girls' section, it's going to be dolls. Yep. <laughs> it's still like that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be pink and bright and rainbow. Um, and then how men and women are portrayed on, like, television. Um, it's, like, within the books and television, you usually see males in, like, more leadership roles. Like, they're more dominant. Whereas women are going to be, like, the caretakers and the nurturers. Like, there's mm-hmm. not very many uplifting and empowering women in movies and TV shows and children's books. I feel like, though, the more movies that are coming out, they're trying to. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But for sure, which is awesome. That representation is super duper important for our kids. Like I think like my favorite portrayal on like television is Bluey. Okay, I fucking love Bluey. I I literally <laughs> I watched like a couple of episodes with with Deej, but Ambrose won't sit down and watch it. So yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna enjoy this because he's not enjoying it. He's just yelling and running around in the living room because he wants to watch them damn train videos. So how I think about Bluey, it's a parenting show disguised as a kid's show. Okay. So you have the two girls. Bluey's the older one. She's about six years old. And then you have her little sister, Bingo, who I think should be four with how she acts. And then you have Chili, which is the mom. And then um, Bandit, like their dad. Okay. So like they both work. They're both very involved with parenting. And like the girls are just um, hyperactive and okay. they, they're, they're kids. Yeah. And so like, I really think like that portrayal, it's like, it shows 
good parenting. Okay. Um, because the dad takes on, um, ter- caretaker roles. The mom takes on caretaker roles. Like they're a team. They work together. They both work, too. So it's like a dual income household. Both work. Both take active portion in the childcare. Whereas like if you go, what's another TV show that shows other ones? Um, I mean, there's tons of like Disney shows. Or oh, like if you, shows. what is it? Phineas and Ferb is another okay. one. Like, the mom, she'll take more on, like, a caretaker role, or the older sister will, Candace. Yeah. Whereas, like, the dad has no clue what's going on in, uh, going on in his kids' I'm lives. I'm pretty sure in, like, most episodes, he's not even there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of, like, the stereotypical thing. Like, dad's not going to be around, whereas the mom and the women are going to be there taking care of their kids. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely... Although I miss being... I'm full, fully admit, I miss being a stay-at-home mom. And I tell you that all the time. You do. <laughs> I, was, I was raised to fulfill that stay-at-home mom lifestyle. And I enjoy it. But the good aspects of it, not, mm-hmm. the, not the terrible ones that I had to deal with. Maybe one day. One day. <laughs> I can dream. I also do enjoy working. That's like... It's like a double-edged sword. Because when I was a stay-at-home mom, I was like, man, I miss working. What if you do, like, your remote jobs? Like, you're working, but you're also being, like, stay-at-home mom. I have not been able to find a remote job that would pay me enough. Like, maybe if it was a, like, you know, later down in life, I find a partner who mm-hmm. would prefer, like, we have an agreement they would prefer me to be home more than work more. Cool. Awesome. Like, I would mind, like, you know, just working 20 hours a week while the kids are in school, whatever. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. That's what my dad did with my mom. Like, he told my mom, he's like, I want to provide for you. It's like, like I said earlier, I want to provide for you guys. You stay home with the kids. Like, they need yeah. someone at home, and that can be you. Because my dad was in the military. Like, he had no choice but to go to work. And I think that's, <laughs> like, a, what a lot of the military couples do, though, because it's just, it makes things mm-hmm. easier. It 100% does. Or even, like, being able, because I did a lot, I sold a lot of art when I was in my marriage in a state mm-hmm. home mom. That was, like, my extra income. To put back into art and groceries. And now you've had to sell everything to I get did. back up on your feet. And but did. you did it. I did do it. Pretty proud of myself. <laughs> you should be. Um, to go from like where you were at to like where you are now, it takes a lot of work. I mean, yeah, I had nothing besides at least a roof. Like I had more than what I would say most people do when leaving a domestic um, situation. Yeah. I at least was guaranteed a roof over my head. At least. Um, and then I had to replace, like, all of the living room furniture, and I had to but buy But you did that quick. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Thank well, you, I, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. And then, um, not gonna lie, my dad did help me get my car. Mm-hmm. He helped with the down payment. Yeah, I remember you. But he was like, that. you never ask me for money, so I'm gonna help you. Shout out to dad. Yay, dad. <laughs> but honestly, shit. having my mom at home really did, like, help. I mean, yeah, we fought all the time, but, like, having someone, like, at home definitely helped rather oh. than, like, being by myself. I think it's normal, though, to want to fight with your parents at some point in your life. Yeah. I was a bitch to my mom, not gonna lie. I mean, there was times I looked back and I was definitely being a dick to my dad or one of my <laughs> stepmoms. I mean, but it's also all, like, developmentally normal. Yeah, it is. It is, especially as a teenager, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Trying to be, like, your own your own person while still trying to live and having to abide by the rules of somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I felt like when I was old enough to get a job and have a car 
and whatnot that I shouldn't have had to like listen to these rules. I was like, I'm living my own life. My dad's like, okay, but you're still under 18 um, and you still have to go to school. It's not like I was, I was, I did skip a lot of school one year, but (laughs) I don't know. What's your, I mean, what are your thoughts on all these? On all of these? Yeah. Or like just in general, what we talked about. I feel like we agree on too many things. <laughs> so this discussion is something we talk about often. I feel like we should have a table sit down with... Um, I mean, if Dustin's on his way or he's here, he said he was going to wait outside. Oh, is he here? I don't know. Let me ask him. I can check. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Emmy and I. Um, we're going to take a short break and come back. Um, but when we come back, my boyfriend Dustin will be here with us. Um, so we can get a male's perspective on all these issues. So we'll see how that goes. You guys liking this episode so far? Awesome. Come back next week for part two on This Is Bullshit with Emmy and Kylie as we talk about feminism and get a male's perspective from Kylie's boyfriend. And if you'd like to submit any topics or stories to us, go ahead and shoot me a DM on Instagram at WondersEmmy. That's at W-O-N-D-E-R-S-M-E-E-M-I-E. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.